Hello, and welcome to Make It Clear, a conversational podcast about all things related to water and wastewater. I'm your host, Angela Bounds, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Rapp. In each episode, we'll tackle a relevant topic with facts and expert opinions and make things clear. Hello, and thanks for joining us again. Today, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of grinder systems. A lot of you know that there are a number of different technologies that you can use to collect and move your wastewater from your home to a treatment system. Grinder systems represent one of those technologies. Today, we've got with us Bill Snyder. Hi, Bill. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Bill is actually one of the newest members of our team, but he has a lot of experience with grinder systems, so we asked him to come in and speak with us. So thanks for being here. My pleasure. So let's just jump right in. First of all, let's go ahead and define what exactly a grinder sewer is. Like, what are the parts that it's made up of, et cetera? So a grinder system is usually located outside of a building. All the wastewater will come into the wet well where the grinder is. And the grinder will grind up all of the solids in the tank and pump it out with a Mm -hmm. liquid in a slurry Mm -hmm. through small diameter pipes to a treatment facility, a pump station, maybe even a manhole. Mm -hmm. Inside of a grinder pump, you'll typically find the pump itself. Some of them have controls inside of the pump, while others have many of the controls in the panel. There'll be an alarm panel mounted on the side of the house. There'll be, or maybe even on a post. Mm -hmm. And you'll typically find an assortment of level controls from pressure switches to floats to contacting conductivity sensors, Mm -hmm. maybe even pressure transducers on bigger grinder stations. Mm -hmm. And then there's a basin. They can be made from fiberglass, high-density polyethylene. There's several different variations of tanks out there that are built specifically for residential commercial applications as well as having, you know, one pump simplex or two pumps as a duplex station, which are usually mm-hmm. light commercial or more to adjust for peak flows and storage. Uh, what size pipe do they typically use? What size discharge? It varies, but mm-hmm. typically inch and a quarter to two inch, depending on the make or model of the pump. Yeah. So what are some of the upsides? Let's talk about some of the upsides of grinder systems. Sure. So grinders have a wide array of application that they can be used for. It's one of their strongest upsides. You know, they are used in a collection system for both municipal and developer type applications. They're used for buildings or homes that are downstream of a gravity main. So they have to pump uphill. So they're often used there quite a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are even, you know, smaller applications where you have a, a house with a basement in it that's finished and they need to get what's in the basement out of the basement. So they'll, mm-hmm. they'll go from there and then remove the sewage from the basement and get it into the, the four-inch line in the house. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there are some developers who build their homes and put the grinders inside of those, which can save on some installation costs. And then lastly, I've even seen them used where you have on-site treatment, specifically a septic tank. The ground won't perk near the house, but it will farther away. So Mm -hmm. they'll put in a grinder outside of the home and grind and pump it to the septic tank and then onto the drain field. So there are a variety of applications that they can be used for and a variety of models, too, that that Mm -hmm. you could use. They are very good 
for areas with high topography, high water tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll find them around lakes or small communities. They're ideally suited for that to create a collection system. Mm-hmm. Being that they're a grinder, especially with today's waste stream, if you're grinding the solids up out of the home, you really don't have as much concern about bigger pump stations if they're in the middle of the system, if they're needed. Mm-hmm. And they have a, a quite a bit of advantage of pumping long distances as well, too. They can go mm-hmm. quite a ways, which they can eliminate lift stations, but sometimes it's not possible. So there'll be some in the, an intermediate pump station that has to finish it off. Just depends. Mm-hmm. So what's the average storage in the basin? That depends because, you know, when you're talking about a residential application, the tanks are usually at their smallest. Mm-hmm. And the window that you're really talking about is the, Volume between the alarm turning on and mm-hmm. the underside of the invert. Yeah. That's most important. Yes, there are some, every grinder pump tank has the option to hold a maximum capacity from top to bottom, but you have to keep in mind that once you get above the invert, you run the risk of surcharging that pipe back to the home. Mm-hmm. And so depending on, you know, the, where the inlet is relative to the outfall coming out mm-hmm. of the house, you know, it really depends on that. But some wet wells and tanks, they can hold you know, several hundred gallons, you know, a yeah. couple hundred. But that doesn't mean it's usable volume for the alarm. Right. It's, uh, when he <laughs> says surcharging back to the home, he does mean what you think he means. Yes, as running into your house. Running back into your house, you yes. Know, <laughs> and it's two areas of w- with stations, whether it's a grinder or anything else. Mm-hmm. You want the sewage to stay in the wet well. You don't want it in the house. Yes. And yes. you don't want it really running out of the tank. Albeit, mm-hmm. if it runs out of the tank, it's better. But you don't really want it there either. It defeats the purpose of having sewer treatment with it running. Right in the yard, down the hill, and into a lake. So you want to keep it in the basin. You don't want it out. Yeah. So, but there are some stations that, you know, as you get to a commercial application, they can create more volume. Mm -hmm. So you can get bigger and bigger and bigger tanks to create that volume on the residential side, you know, depending on which manufacturer you're talking about, Mm -hmm. from the alarm to the underside or the invert, it can be less than 20 gallons. Mm -hmm. If you can get a station that you have a movable or a field installable inlet where you can Mm -hmm. keep it closer to the top of the tank where it enters, Mm -hmm. then you can create a little bit more volume there. You can double that capacity or maybe even more, but it's really dependent on, you know, what kind of tank you use, whether the inlet's in a fixed location or not. Right. So alarm volume is very important inside of a grinder because that directly equates into inconvenience to the homeowner mm-hmm. and basically and to the municipality. You know, so the more you can create, the better it is for everybody. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the downsides. What do you see as some of the downsides? So one of the things that uh, we see is when you're designing a grinder system, you have to design it like any other system for the maximum amount of connections. However, once that system goes online, it doesn't necessarily go online at one time. Mm-hmm. So as you're having to add connections, you know, you have the whole property fronted with pipe during the period of time before you get the system online, and that can happen in branches of the entire system, your velocities are a lot lower in the piping network. 
Mm. Generally, you want to maintain two feet per second. So in any area where you have lower velocities, there's a potential to have to flush the lines while you're waiting to get online. Mm. And so that is a possibility. It, it varies from place to place and, and how quickly they come online. But it's kind of a, a hidden cost that ends up in systems that people who own the systems may have to go out and do from time to time until the system comes online. Mm. Some of the challenges with grinders are is that they're heavier typically weigh mm -hmm. between you know right. 80 to 90 pounds so there's commonly a need to have depending on the organization some people will send one but you may need to have two people there it might just be a safety thing yeah they're so not you, easy to lift i've they they take some weight there's no yeah. question about it and yeah. so you have to lift them out of the station Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, people will use tripods or some kind of craning system to make it easier. But if that's not present or can't be used, mm -hmm. having a couple people on site is necessary to lift the pump unless you have mm -hmm. somebody strong enough to go and pull it. So there's some safety concerns. There's some added weight there that has to be considered. There is obviously your storage. If you don't have enough storage, the need to get out and service them in a shorter time frame Mm -hmm. is more important. You know, it used to be that there were a lot of comments about when the power goes out that, you know, you, you, your water consumption goes down. And I agree that that's true to some extent. But in today's world, whole house generator systems are mm. becoming very, very popular. Right. And technology has grown quite a bit, even in my own home. If the power goes out, I always have water. I have natural yeah. gas fired hot water heater and stove. So I have yep. hot water. So I can cook, I can take showers, and when you can still do that, I think it kind of pushes the importance over for the homeowner to be able to use that to some degree of capacity right? on nights, weekends, and holidays. And so mm -hmm. when a grinder goes down, you typically have to service that pretty quickly, usually within 24 hours mm -hmm. or less, depending on you know how much water the homeowners use by the time you're notified of an alarm condition. Mm-hmm. So there usually that alarm condition has got to be managed more quickly to stop that backup. So between that having to be done in a shorter duration of time, that impacts municipalities to have people out, you know, on nights, evenings, and maybe holidays to have to go out and get the grinder pump up and going so there's no spillage out of the tank or into the homeowner's house. Mm -hmm. There's very little flexibility. Great. And you know, as far as, as other grinders go, it's going to vary from you know, different manufacturers and how they make their products. Mm -hmm. You know, grinders are that. They do grind solids. And, you know, most of your cutter wheels and your impellers on most pumps are hardened or heat treated to some extent to prolong the life. But their life is greatly affected by the habits of the homeowner uh, and what they put through them. If everybody did what they were supposed to do when it comes to putting things down the drain, you would get a lot more life out of every pumps, grinders, and whatnot. But that's not what really happens in, in the real world. Mm -hmm. So you are going to have to, you know, grind your solids and those parts, some parts will last longer than the others. Right. But at some point, the more demanding the sewer screen is, the shorter the life of the cutter wheels and shredders. And if you have a, you know, a, a progressive cavity pump, you're going to shorten the life of the rotors and the stators that are inside of them too, the pump stator more specifically. Mm -hmm. Those things can be shortened and of course they take time and maintenance to fix and parts and stuff like that. So, you know, when you're grinding sewage, you're talking about 
some maintenance on the wet end that's going right. to be there and it's going to vary. I was just going to say, what do you, in your experience, what has been the life of that pump? Like how often do you see them being replaced? Really depends on the style of pump. Remember, you have centrifugal pumps and you have progressive cavity pumps. And mm -hmm. so generally, you know, if you're running small diameter inlets at higher velocities, to have the cutter wheel and the shredder ring wear out in a handful of years, it's variable, say three years, five years, mm -hmm. it's not unusual. Okay. If you slow the pump down and you have a larger diameter inlet, you prolong that life quite a bit. And you can see, you know, you can see 10 years to 15 years in the right circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, if you have infiltration into the station from sand or a lot of debris going that shouldn't be, you can shorten that a lot. Mm -hmm. So it, it really depends on the style of pumps. Centrifugals and progressive cavities work slightly different. Mm -hmm. And in today's sewer streams, you know, you're going to see more of that wear than what you would in the past. Mm -hmm. And how do you think that grinder systems compare to an effluent sewer like, like Prelos? So there is a significant advantage that I see that homeowners get to see. Municipal operators can see, and even in the design of the system that, you know, engineers can see that make it easier that a grinder system cannot produce. Mm -hmm. One is the storage. Prelos, I think, has about 200 gallons of freeboard. Mm -hmm. That means that you're going to be able to have a municipality, if they're servicing it, won't have to run out after normal working hours. They should be able to wait. Your average right. wa water consumption is 200 gallons a day per home. Mm -hmm. It can vary from place to place, but that's a pretty solid number that m most designs are put around on sewer systems. And so it, it usually having a couple people out there for a municipality to go out and pull a grinder and having to do it at a night or on a holiday or on a weekend mm -hmm. like that. You know, if they have to get paid four hours minimum to have people out there, there's going to be savings in labor. Right. over time. But it also creates comfort for the homeowner. Mm -hmm. I've been on the receiving side of homeowners whose pumps are an alarm and can't get somebody there to service it right. very quick. Yeah. You know, I, I just know that if you're polling homeowners and you ask them what kind of storage they want to have guaranteed in their wet well when the alarm kicks on, they're confident they're going to vote for more. Right. I think all of us would. The other advantage that I like about it is, is that, you know, the pump is lighter. We're talking a pump that's less than 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. So it provides some protection in terms of safety for the people that are pulling them. Mm -hmm. Much easier, it can be done by one person. Since we're not pumping any solids, we're just basically water. 90% mm -hmm. of the solids are in the wet well. We're able to use what most people would recognize as a, a as a well pump that they right. would see if they have their own water. Well, that's and, where they came from, right? And so, right? most anybody who's ever had a well pump will probably tell you there probably are exceptions that mm -hmm. replacing a well pump is very rare. I mean, it does happen eventually, but it's right. many, 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 many years of operation, right? And much of that is attributed to the fact that you're pumping water; you're not having to grind anything up. You're not having to use a high horsepower motor or one or two horse. You're using a half horsepower. Mm -hmm. So the lightness of the pump and the simplicity of servicing it makes it a big advantage, you know, mm -hmm. and that's probably one of the disadvantages that we didn't really touch on too much with grinders, but 
time it takes to service some of the some of those pumps after you get them out of the station and have to work on some of them can be labor intensive and with the pump that we use in the station you can basically after you pull it you clean it because there's going to be some cleaning done removing the intake and the impeller stack it's so quick and right. so easy that you can't ask for anything any easier for a municipality to do or really much more affordable and so just the mechanics of the product promotes a very long life i mean we're getting over 20 years out of those pumps and that's going to strike at the heart of, you know, cost of ownership for a municipality. And let's face it, you know, you can't beat a 10-year warranty on our pump. And there's nobody right. out there that's offering a 10-year warranty on a grinder. You'll get some twos, you'll get some fives, but you're going to be hard-pressed to talk somebody into a 10-year warranty right? in a grinder application. So that's a big advantage. The other part about it is, is, you know, we're able to use, you know, affordable equipment, yet reliable like floats. Floats are a very affordable way to use it, but they can be challenging in a grinder because a complete waste stream is going into the grinder and grease becomes very problematic. But yeah, since we're only pumping the clear zone out of the station, we're not having to worry about floats being fouled or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And the click tight makes that very, very easy. There's no junction boxes which some companies still use and some are, have converted over to, you know, quick connect type plugs to make mm -hmm. that whole process easier. And as far as the, the design of the system, not having to worry about maintaining two foot per second velocities is a very handy way to have to design a system because, like I said before, when you design a system, even if you design it for just the, the homes that are going to be connected or buildings, if you will, mm -hmm. your velocities will never be what the operating velocities will be when they're online as they will be when they're first coming online. Right. We don't have to worry about that. And that certainly is a benefit in the design part of the system, but it allows us to front properties in communities that sometimes have difficulty getting homeowners to connect or providing a tight time frame, for us, it just doesn't make any difference. Do it when you like to do it. We're still going to move what goes into the line onto the treatment plant. So that's, that's a huge benefit. We can also plan for future development without having to worry about the mains being too big. We can build that into the design of the system and accommodate those without any area of concern of having buildup in the pipes. And then lastly, our ability to eliminate the need for headworks is, is excellent in a treatment plant. There's design and construction and equipment savings in the treatment plant by doing the pretreatment on site at the house. Yes, there's a little trade-off for having to pump the tanks out, but there's a lot of misunderstood information about having to pump tanks out, mm -hmm. largely based on septic tanks. In the Prelos, you know, you're looking at, you know, in a single family home, almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a pretty good number. So there's, with the Prelos system, it brings to bear a more complete system that no grinder system or vacuum system or any system could actually do on their own like we can do. Right. What are we looking at as far as like difference in in cost and maintenance frequency between grinder and liquid only yeah. sewer and that that's a that's a hard number to target as far as grinders are concerned because there are some that are more reliable than others that 
have service calls maybe once every 10 years. Mm. But then there are times where, depending on the design, I've known places that have floats, they have a significant amount of grease, and the reactive service calls were too much of a problem. So they had a guy go out and clean floats. That was Mm. his job. Some pumps are more prone to jamming than others. So jam grinders can be more problematic for some pumps than there are for others. And so maintenance is a moving target that's hard to pinpoint, but and it depends on the brand. And, mm-hmm. and so in doing so, there will be more maintenance on a grinder than there will be on what we have simply by the fact that we're not grinding. We don't have to worry about the grinders. We don't have to worry about anything more than an impeller. It's a stacked impeller there. Mm-hmm. And depending on the style of pump you have, there, there can be multiple compartments that you have to change parts in. So it's more labor intensive. But the duration of that is largely dependent on the brand and the product, what's going through that station. Variables that we don't really have to account for with mm-hmm. the Prelo system. Sure. Right. This has been fantastic. I've learned a lot. I know. <laughs> is there any other information you want to leave as parting words? Not really. I really enjoyed myself and I appreciate the opportunity to do this. And yeah. uh, if I can be of any help any other time, just let me know. Great. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, it was great. Our plan is actually to do a series on the different technologies that are out there. So keep an eye out for that. This is just the first. Well, thank you for joining us, Bill. And thanks for keeping us in line, Sean. And thanks all of you out there for listening. All right. Thanks a lot. You have a good day. We want to thank you again for joining us today. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe where you listen to podcasts so you're notified when new episodes are posted. Also, you can leave your comments or suggestions through the contact link on our website, www.arenco.com. Until next time, have a great day.